All right, welcome to another Unlocking Astrology with the one and only Samuel Reynolds, unlockastrology.com. Uh, let me thank you. Before we jump into Gemini, is it Gemini? Yes, Gemini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking this morning, um, you have tapped into something with me. Uh, I was watching some, some spirit, you know, I do my little meditation every morning and I was thinking about the season that we we're just coming out of uh, Christmas and you were talking about the three wise men and that astrology is all throughout the Bible. And you think about Herod, Herod knowing that this king was coming and then, you know, sending people out to kill the firstborn because of the stars. And then they followed the stars and they gave the gifts based on the stars. We have no problem believing in a virgin birth, uh, three wise men, you know, Bethlehem, the manger, but astrology, you know, and I'm talking to myself right now because I had to like check myself. I'm like, the Bible's full of numerology in magic but somehow somebody reading charts there's something off with it i know you've come to that conclusion yourself already but i just yeah Tiffany. so i just want to thank you sure no i mean that's kind of the the big thing i mean i think some measure of it is you know familial societal conditioning right in terms of a perspective um the abrahamic religions um have all kind of come against in some permutation against astrology. And I think as we said in the first class, on one level, they do have just cause, right? One just cause is if if you're motioning more toward eternity and the idea of dealing with eternal life and conditioning your soul in relation to eternal life, being too concerned about the temporal, right? could become a preoccupation that distracts you from your journey toward the eternal. And I don't think that has to be the the issue with astrology, but it could become that. So people who are like looking at their horoscope, feeling that they have to kind of consult with their astrologer, even to have a bowel movement, I'm not, I'm actually not exaggerating too much, right, with that. People who kind of become that preoccupied then I do have questions about their faith, right? Mm. What kind of relationship do you have with your God, if you have a relationship with God, if you're always reliant on the signs? Are you really paying attention to what's happening within your life, within your soul, and thinking about the idea of eternity? Whether you're thinking about it in terms of quote-unquote reincarnation, or whether you're thinking about it in terms of quote-unquote heaven or hell, however you're thinking about it, Um, People seem to think that astrology has to distract you from that. That could be anything. I mean, that could be the money, (laughs) you know, because the Bible is clear. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, but as you're talking, you know, and again, again, it is about the relationship, right? This we're unlocking astrology. But for me, this is a journey of like finding yourself self-discovery. And as I was meditating today, I was thinking about, you know, it, you know, the, the worship of, right? The worship of uh, of Muhammad, the worship of Jesus. Like, I think they both came to show you the best of yourself or your potential. Right. They didn't want you to worship them, put them on a, on a chain and wear them around your neck to put them on a, you know, in on a pedestal in a church and worship them. Jesus was washing feet and hanging with the, the worst of folk um, to mm-hmm. show you that that is the pathway. Allah showed you the pathway, Buddha, the pathway to yourself. 
And I think, you know, if anything, this unlocking process for me is like the journey is eternal because it's what you gather here on this earth in terms of wisdom and knowledge that you pass on to the next, to the next. So you never die because you keep giving it while you're here and being your best, most amazing self in the process through the examples that have been set throughout history. So you got even, it. I don't get how people can go down these rabbit holes and not see that connection that that is the most God is is the pursuit of to be like Jesus or Mohammed or Buddha or whomever because if that if their lives were examples then what are you doing you so we worship we pray to these people but we don't embody the things that they did so that we can be as Jesus said greater you can do greater things than I've done I was just thinking it that is mm -hmm. it is written right all right I'm sorry I just I no just, I mean you know, one of the things that, you know, along a certain path of Islam, the Sufism path, right, the path of, of the Sufi, um, is that the word mu or the, the prefix mu, like Muhammad, right, Muslim, right? Um, Muslim, you might look at mu relates to embodiment, right? And slim, right, is actually just a contraction for salam, right? So it becomes the embodiment of peace not just a submission, right? So active in the work of the Muslim, for example, is embodiment, right? Is the ways of embodying the path of Allah. You know, when we meditate on the 99 names of Allah, it's not, the attributes are not like different gods, right? It's the one being, right? But looking at the prism of multiple ways in which we can look at it. You might even say different paths by which you come to yourself. So a similar idea is embedded in astrology, which is why I named my site Unlock Astrology because it's working with these charts as a combination to unlock the self. That's literally the idea. See, and we didn't know this. We didn't have this prior discussion. I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's, that, but that's key. That's kind of, well, we, it came out of our dialogue, but I mean, that's kind of one thing in it because you know, I, I was a gym rat for a while. I'm going to go back to it. I mean, it fell off during COVID. I think a lot of us have. Um, but I was, you know, I had a locker and I had a lock on it that I had since I was in high school. And I was like looking at it. I was like, this is just like, you know, looking at a chart. Blah, blah. Oh, wow. Right. So that's a, a similar sensibility to understand what we're dealing with okay. and understanding the, not just astrology, but using these different ways of understanding the signs to unlock ourselves. I always, um, I always test to see if we're of the same spirit, you know, because I do believe that there's, there's one true path, you know, there's one true path in terms of like being on the same page, you know, like we can just disagree about things, but the purpose and the mission should be similar. And right. I don't even, I never want to work with somebody who's going a different direction than I'm going. Even if we argue along the way, we got to be headed towards the same destination. Correct. And I never know until I enter into conversations with people, you know, or that's or true. So uh, this this today showed me that we are definitely uh, heading. I, I knew this anyway, but thank you, thank you. All right. So let's unlock the Gemini. <laughs> the Gemini, <laughs> like the Batman, <laughs> which is interesting, you know, because then we're talking about duality, right? And what immediately popped in my mind when you said the Gemini and then I said the Batman, I thought about, you know, the 1989 version of Batman, right? Where we had Prince doing the soundtrack, 
right? And Gemini. Prince and Prince is a Gemini. And one of the things I think about is that a series of his videos was dealing with the duality of the Batman, right? In terms of being the Joker, you know, and then also being the Batman. And then on that level, we do have the essence of Gemini, right? Duality. Well, and, mean, but hold on, Batman is Bruce Wayne. But he also is a dual, dualistic figure. Yeah. I mean, all the superheroes, even, you know, one of the things, and this is gonna become a whole different conversation piece I imagine on, on the uh, YouTube, but so I think of Superman as a Gemini character, right? And one of the reasons is actually historical because he premieres, I believe, in June of 1938. Um, so either it's late June, which would mean he's a Cancer, or early June, which would mean he's actually uh, Gemini. And I'm more inclined to think that he's Gemini because he really represents key aspects of Mercury. And you might say, well, how? Well, because of speed, he can fly, you know, he's a reporter, Clark Kent, and he's dealing with the duality of you know, being from another planet, you know, and be, dealing with also being quote unquote immortal and also dealing with being fully human or being immersed in the human experience, which also taps into the mythology of Gemini. So the stars that are associated with Gemini are named after in terms of the Greek pantheon, Castor and Pollux, with one of them being that they're twins and one of them was human um, and another one was divine, right? Now, what's interesting is that the one that was human was actually the nobler one. Um, the one who was more along trying to, the, the honorable path. Whereas the, the divine one was kind of ratchet, right? So he just kind of was like, whatever, I'm gonna do whatever. You might say like, and this is the conception many people have of Gemini. You know, people love to say that they're two-faced to did right? You know, and Geminis are usually gracious enough not to say it would be two-faced. Um, and I think that's a very banal, flat-footed notion of understanding Gemini. So let me go back and explain in ways that I already have. You know, what I've said going from Aries to Taurus is that each sign is the answer to the previous one in some level. So when we have fixed earth, we're dealing with you know, the idea of stabilization, maintenance, and preventing something from being something else, right? We want this to be set. So Taurus, as an example, is kind of setting things and putting them in a fixed motion in Earth, is kind of attaching it, like, you know, making sense, as I talked about, and dealing with things that are concrete. Gemini, as mutable air, and this is the first mutable sign that we've talked about, and completes the cycle of what we talked, the three key ways of understanding divine momentum. We might say cardinal, fixed, mutable, and then that's gonna repeat four more times, right? So this is gonna be the last of that cycle, but this is the first time we've talked about it. So mutability deals with changeability. And if we think about it in terms of seasons, um, we just were in a mutable season, which was Sagittarius. Um, if we talk about it in terms of Gemini, that's that transition point in the Northern Hemisphere with spring going from, you know, things seeming more like what we knew from Taurus and spring and things coming alive. And then what's coming, which is more like summer, you know, getting hot as it is in May and June. In fact, many people classify June before June 21st as summer, right? It's like, oh, it's already summer. It's warm, blah, blah, blah. Let's have a cookout, all these things. 
So Gemini is that transition point and dealing with the changeability of things. So the changeability is obviously dealing with the duality. Now the duality, the nature of that duality doesn't mean inherently duplicitous, right? And that's the kind of key thing. Now it can be with that, right? I'm not gonna say that someone with uh, Gemini, strong Gemini in their chart isn't dealing with the sense of like sometimes wanting to conceal or not being straightforward, that does happen. Um, we can see it with a few Gemini prominent people we know about, including, um, uh, what's that guy? The president of the United States, uh, you know. No, no, he's no longer, no. Uh, well, he's, he, right. He's, 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 he's a loser. Right. He's a loser, right? But the former president, the 45, right. the 45th president of the United States. Um, so we can see that in that, that sense of duplicity. But the better way to understand Gemini in terms of that duality might be more so between the heart and the mind. So rather than going with what's stable, what's known, what's concrete, as we learned in Taurus, Gemini is kind of the sign that goes like, well, what if? So it leads with curiosity. It leads with this idea like, yeah, I know what my heart is saying, but I also hear my mind asking questions. So it can come to very practical things. Like, and I have seen this live in actual sessions. I might say, you know, Gemini might say to me, there's this rough biker dude that I really like and I want to get with him. Now my mama, my best friend, everyone says not to hang out with him and leave him alone, but I'm really curious. I don't know if he's the right one for you, but yeah, I just want to see what would happen. Then, you know, they come back six months later. It was awful. Blah, blah, blah. He, he used to take me on his bicycle <laughs> and just didn't even leave me places. Blah, blah, you know, stuff. It was interesting, <laughs> right? So that can be Gemini. It's like, well, I want to know for myself. And there's something very useful, very powerful in that because it gets you out of ruts, right? It can create novelty. It can create interesting particular things. So I wanna to go to something else for a second, another live example. One example is the World Wide Web, right? Now the World Wide Web, I'm gonna introduce an idea that many may not be familiar with, but it's, it's important. So the World Wide Web is experiencing its Saturn return. And when I say it's Saturn return, that means Saturn is coming back to its original position as it was at the beginning of something. So when the World Wide Web was codified by Tim Berners-Lee, right, as we know it, I'm not talking about the internet, because I know there are many people, you know, Black people were very involved in the creation of the internet. Yes. The World Wide Web is superimposed on the internet, right? But when Tim Berners-Lee, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, kind of codified the HTTP and then the, the protocol and then the HTML, that was around 1990, 91. So that was about 30 years ago. Saturn returns about every 30 years. Now, why am I talking about this? Because it's not about Saturn returns. Well, I'm talking about Tim Berners-Lee because he is dun, 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 a Gemini. Now, the thing to know that's fascinating about his story, Tim Berners-Lee for the first you know, 20 years or so in the creation of the World Wide Web didn't make any money from it. And you might say, well, why did he do it? Curiosity. He wanted to create and see if he could uh, recreate a book called Inquire, which was mainly like an encyclopedia in England um, in terms of a, in a digital space where you could link all this different information and make, that's why we have web pages, all these different 
ways in connecting different platforms. Because people who were dealing with computers in the 80s and 90s might remember if you got a Commodore, it didn't necessarily work with an Apple, right? So you needed some way in which you could cross communicate. So that's why he created that protocol. And so that, that particular protocol along with HTML really does encapsulate some essence of Gemini on two fronts, not just one creating connections as a sign of Mercury, but also doing it from a space of curiosity. What would happen if, if I did this and how would it work? So the genius of Gemini is really dealing with, you know, the rational pursuit of different ideas, but learning how, and this is where Gemini sometimes can go wrong, how that correlates to the matters of the heart. Realizing that you can't leave the heart behind just because you want to satisfy the mind, right? You can't forsake the body. See, one of the problems that can also happen with the maturation of each sign is that sometimes they can forget the previous lessons, right? So Jim and I can get so attached into like the workings of the minds and what if and considering different possibilities um, and options that what's more practical? What's your heart saying? What's your gut saying? You know, and how are you feeding and dealing with the gut? Um, now we're genius, we're Gemini. Gemini also can feed more of their genius is recognizing that in their dualistic thinking, one of the things that they can do fairly well is that sometimes they need distractions, right? And you may say like, well, is that feeding their ADHD to some degree? And we don't wanna get into that. And not all Gemini's by the way, I'm saying have ADHD. I don't want anyone to kind of say that one size fits all or that I have said that Gemini's are prone to ADHD. We all are in different permutations, right? But what can happen um, in terms of the glory of Gemini is that let's say they have a problem and you know that they're dealing with something with work or something that's happening with the family. Sometimes it is good for them to kind of work on a different problem. And this is generally true. This is where we're tapping into all our Gemini's where they can kind of like let the left hand do something else while the right hand is doing something else. And then they can start to see how those two can come together. So one particular show that encapsulated that or a particular thing where you can see it, um, if anyone watched House MD, right, which featured Hugh Laurie, who's a Gemini, that really captured that very well. And for those who may not be familiar with that show, um, House MD, it actually is a takeoff applied to medicine of Sherlock Holmes. Holmes is a play on house, or I should say house is a play on Holmes, and including having um, you know, his best friend be Dr. Wilson instead of Dr. Watson, right? Now you say like, yeah, okay, so the actor Hugh Laurie is a Gemini and he used to have to deal with some distraction in order to solve a medical case. Why is that Gemini? Because the creator of Sherlock Holmes was Sir, was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who's a Gemini. Right. So in true to form, one of the fascinating things about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is that he also dealt with duality in his in his life. So he was a medical doctor who was, you know, fascinated by mysteries and history. He also wrote books on history. So he created this character, Sherlock Holmes, because he was convinced that that would be an interesting thing to pursue. He gave him the idea of deduction and deductive reasoning, which Sherlock Holmes didn't do. He, he was a deductivist reasoner. Um, but 
Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was also very steeped into the occult, right? And particularly doing seances and dealing with aspects of spirituality, which is something that's not commonly known. In fact, on some level, he came to resent Sherlock Holmes, right, as his, his major character. He tried to kill him a few times, in fact, right? So it's interesting in, that this story, you know, in terms of that duality, that, that fighting, even as I talked about Superman being, you know, delivered to us in June of 1938, I believe, you know, dealing with that particular kind of twist and turn, that, that fighting can happen even within the um, inner psyche of the Gemini. Now, how do you resolve that? How does the Gemini have peace? Recognizing one, that the duality is still in one soul, right? So it's not like it's an eternal war, but an internal and eternal dialogue. And you need that dialogue. Gemini's can foster at their best dialogue. The problem is when that dialogue goes on too long, like what are you gonna do? One other particular way in which we might see this not related to a sun in Gemini, but a moon in Gemini, none other than Barack Obama. So. Barack Obama was fascinating in terms of that he really also lived out his moon in Gemini, you know, like um, in terms of the duality related to his heritage, you know. He's a Leo. He's, he's a, Leo. a sun in Leo, but his moon is in Gemini. So what his is moon sign. Was that? What, does that, what difference does that make, the moon so, versus the sun? So the sun becomes more of the baseline, the overall intention of the soul as manifested throughout the life. The moon becomes more the intimate vehicle by which that person, you know, like a car, by which that person gets through life. So the sun would be like your intention. Like Karen says, I want to go to the store and get some milk, right? But the moon is the vehicle by which you do it, right? It's much more intimate. It's much more, you know, the, the, it's your body. It's also some measure of your concrete mind, which relates to your memories. If you really listen to Barack Obama, he's always dealing with this aspect of duality. Right. Um, and then, you know, even dealing with some measure of the internal arguments in his mind. So, for instance, that kind of transition he was making at the beginning of his presidency related to gay marriage. Right. And how he felt, you know, like it's evolving. Right. And one other thing that was disturbing to many people, not all of us, but many people related to Barack Obama um, with that that Gemini was. And this is something that also happens to Gemini's. This is not something that's just from within. This is something that happens to them with, without. People often have some measure of inherent distrust of Gemini's because of this duality, for which one is going to show up. Right. So with Barack Obama, what was fascinating is like, you know, questions about his heritage. He's Kenyan, right? You know, he's not early American. He's or Muslim. is he really black? He's Muslim, right? right? Is he really black, right? On both ends. Right. I had arguments with black people and white people about like what he was. This is something that happens to Gemini's and it can even come down to very simple things. For, for instance, um, one example I like to give, let's say, you know, you agree with a Gemini that you're going to even someone who has a moon in Gemini or Gemini rising, you agree with them. We're going to go to a Beyonce concert at the band shell um, in June. Right. That's not really happening, people. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in touch with, with you know, concerts, but just giving that as an example. Anyway, um, so you agree to that. The Gemini, because they're interested, they're curious about things and they do research, 
they're interested in all things of the mind, usually, looks up in May and says, um, it's going to be raining that whole week, <laughs> um, you know, in terms of for that, that, that concert. Let's consider something else. Now, someone who's more in their feelings rather than thinking about reason might be like, see, I just knew you're not committed to going with me to be, see Beyonce because now you're like, want to talk about something else, not recognizing that the Gemini is just trying to evince reason and thinking about what options may be, not necessarily bailing on their friend. So one of the things be, to be careful of is getting too much into your feels as you talk with a Gemini. That doesn't mean that Geminis may not get in their feels as well. So I'm gonna talk briefly about that. Um, people have the impression that sometimes Geminis are loose with their morals, right? And that they don't have like, excuse me, some fixed aspect of their personality or the ways they think. In my experience, there's always some ring past knot with a Gemini. Some always, some point where they have something that they hold that is sacrosanct. And one example of that, we could go back to where we started, Prince, right? So Prince is a fascinating example and I still lament his loss. I was a big Prince fan. Um, but Prince is a fascinating example because as much as we have Darling Nikki, right? And, you know, when Doves Cry and all these other songs, right? We have to remember he also was a very devout Jehovah's Witness, right? And there were certain things you just couldn't even do when you were, you know, playing with Prince, on set with Prince, right? There's a certain rigidity that can often overtake the Gemini because remember, you're dealing with two, a duality. You know, mm. you're dealing with one that's hooked to eternity. And, you know, you can see this as a dominant strain in terms of even some elements of conservatism. Conservatism, I don't mean in the strict sense like political conservatism, but even related to um, more conservative or traditional, maybe that's the better word, mores. Another example of that, you know, and I, I hope no one gets sick in mentioning this name, is Rudy Giuliani. Right, Gemini. He's a Gemini. Oh yeah, bona fide. So is Newt Gingrich. Golly. Wait. So hold on. You're telling me Trump, Gingrich, Giuliani, Lauren Hill, Kanye, Azealia Banks. I'm saying something right now. All right, go ahead. Tell us. What you're seeing is that there's always a little part of them that's like, yo, what is that curve? <laughs> that, and it's not like because you think like, you know, Giuliani this man who's been in drag, right? All these other things, shenanigans he's been involved in, but suddenly, you know, he has this one particular moment was like, no, you know, you can't show the Virgin Mary or you can't show the cross like in piss like that. Wait, what? Like, why that? It's, and it's gonna right. always be right. that. You brought them. a woman into Gracie Mansion that wasn't your wife. Wife. Dude. Right, but it's we can't put dung. You you can't have an art display with dung on the Virgin Mary. That's what it was dung. Dung, right? So, and I think there was also a cross and piss. I think that also was it. Okay, yeah, right. yeah I think there was that too. That whole exhibit. He was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You know, and and now we have to have Disney at, at you know Forty Second Street, you know, in Times Square. We got to have that too, right? So I'm gonna clean up 
I'm going to clean up <laughs> Times Square, but you know, like I can get caught on video looking like I'm about to go into my pants as he most recently we saw him. Uh, anyway, and I'm not saying that Gemini's, you know, are inherently quote unquote hypocritical. I'm more so pointing out there's something that there's a core part of them that allows them to justify in their minds there's a righteousness. They, they, they have the reason why in their mind. Is, is there's a righteousness. I mean, one funny story I like to relay is I um my first inkling of this when I was like starting my studies in astrology, I was um, an actor and I was working on set with um, a Gemini actress. And, you know, in between shooting, we were talking and we were just starting to clown every religion. This was during my my desert in, in atheism, right? So we were clowning every religion, Islam, Buddhism, blah, 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 and Protestantism. And then I said something about the Pope and see like literally her face went, oh, Sam, don't talk about the Holy See. And that was the first time I even heard that phrase. I was like, I just said something about the Pope. That's the Holy See. We don't talk about the Holy See. And I was like, okay. And then I made another joke and she's like, I'm dead serious don't talk about the Holy See. I'm like, are you really serious? Yes, I am. So I was like, hey, we just clowned everybody. But it's this one thing that I just got, she's like, yes. And then she, you know, we were on a bus. She walked off the bus. So, you know, people think, oh, that's just crazy. Gemini's are just crazy. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's true. What it is that you will find that one thing that's inviolate for them. And it's true. It's like, it's literally the truth for them. So to think that there is no thing that, you know, they won't do is false. There's always something, even if they have malleability with everything else or anything else. Mm. You know, mm. this is something we see also with Mike Pence, for example, who's also a Gemini, right? What? Oh, yeah. So Trump and Pence are Gemini? Both Geminis. What the hell? So. It's crazy. So, you know, one has to be mindful of that dynamic that's, that's there in the Gemini psyche. So how do you uh, navigate that? If you have these folk in your life, because they're, they're there. Uh, and actually, two of my, and I didn't know that they were Geminis, but two, two people who I was very fond of were Geminis. And what I noticed, what I, one's a doctor, one owned a restaurant, is that they were very diligent. Like they were, they, they, you know, they were diligent in the things that they did. You know, you think about, um, and, and like they got stuff done. I have one of our producers on, on, on SiriusXM is a Gemini, shows up, gets a job, you know, dependable. Um, and then I think about Lauren Hill, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. We're but, not gonna say um, dependable, but yeah, yeah no, you know. But I, but I, I have favorable feelings, and then I look at a Trump or Kanye, and I'm like, ah, you know. But the Gemini's that I know personally, I'm cool with them. Well, you have to ask a question. You know, the question I would say. Remember, I said they're dealing with the duality of the mind and the heart, so that they like to push certain extremes. So even with Trump, what extreme is he pushing, and what does mm -hmm. that, what does that mean toward? You know, what right. toward what end? And it's not always toward an evil end, right? right? I mean, like what Trump has kind of exposed is a dynamic, you know, that's actually within this country. Right. He just, just exploited him. it for political and financial for gain. For political financial gain, right? But it it's not just about him. Similarly, you know, for instance, 
one of the things I loved about what Rachel Maddow said about um, Newt Gingrich's run, right? Because he's like Trump. He's actually a sun in Gemini with a moon in Sagittarius, the same as Trump. And she said about him, like, I think he just ran really to sell his books, right? Which I thought was true. When she said that, I was like, that probably is true. You know, and, you know, if you think about Newt Gingrich's history, you know, um, Pact with America, if that was, I'm trying to remember if that, uh, is that what it was called? Um, I don't, I don't want to remember. Okay, but from, you know, the Clinton era. But if you look back in his history, he was about pushing the extremes. One could even argue that the precedent that we see in Congress was set mm -hmm. by him. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing to recognize, like, what are they pushing? You know, even what we see in terms of Prince, you know, what he pushed in terms of... Am I black or white? Am I yeah. straight or gay? Controversy? Do I believe in God? There you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. You got it. Right. So that's what they, they do. Even if you look at what I talked about with Sir Tim Berners-Lee, there's a certain dy dynamic. Or, you know, I can make it even the argument talking about Naomi Campbell, right? Who's a Gemini. What? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a similar kind of thing. She's like, you know, it pretty hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Including like when you get your ass beat by one. <laughs> So she just will throw a phone. I don't think she's, you know, has she literally beaten anybody's ass? Well, didn't her claim to her mate or someone claim? Did she beat somebody's ass? Okay. I don't know. It could go down. She's, let me, she's my spirit animal most days. Like, you know, the way she travels, I was like, I have no problem with that. Right. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, uh, but <laughs> see, don't mess with her. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. Your spirit animal is the thing that you, you know, you may not have the embodiment of, but you, you, you admire it. That's fair. I admire it. Right. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, there's that for her, you know, so, you know, when we talk about, you know, even in terms of Hugh Laurie, in terms, if you watch, even in that show House, um, what you'll see is that he also puts the dynamics of things that happened you know, with his team and in terms of what happened with medicine, with his clients, you know, with his, uh, you know, things like that. So that's a, that's a, that's an ongoing dynamic that, that happens um, with Gemini. So, and then what we saw in terms of Lauren Hill, you know, in terms of, you know, everything is everything, <laughs> right? Um, I like to quote even Gemini Walt Whitman when he says, do I contradict myself very well then? I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Um, mm. Gemini Zach Quint Quinto, when he played Spock into Into Darkness, um, he was he was asked if he was giving attitude, and I said he he said, "I'm expressing multiple attitudes simultaneously, sir. To which one are you referring?" That's Gemini. <laughs> so when we're dealing with the multiplicity of of being, whether we're talking about Josephine Baker or Cornell West. Right, he's also Gemini, or Angelina Jolie, or Miles Davis, right? Lenny Kravitz. We're dealing with multiplicity. Wow. Um, Johnny Depp, Marilyn Monroe, JFK. You know, these are um, Nikki Giovanni, and then you know the beloved Pam Greer. Um, you know Russell Brand, who's one of my favorite Gemini's. You know people. When I say he's one of my favorites, because sometimes Russell can be like out both sides of his mouth, but he's, he wants to deal with like, again, that, that inner dialogue that he's having within his own soul. 
So, I mean, that's kind of that to understand, you know, that that from that dialogue, it can be fruitful. Mm. And it really sets the, you know, kind of the set the, the table for the next sign. It really sets like, well, how far can that dialogue go before you you get too distant from a true core and what really matters? And then that's what takes us into cancer. Which will be the next sign that we uh, deal with. Uh, and I have, I'm surrounded by them. So by you'll cancers? tell me why. Mm -hmm. I see that. Yeah, you'll tell me why I married one. I'm uh, doing why I seem to be surrounded by them, and every time I'm like, "What? You're a cancer? Okay." So we'll talk, definitely talk about it's that so next week. I cannot wait. Yes, um, and thank you. You know, again for this uh, journey that we're on. It is enlightening uh, and empowering in so many ways, and I really, really appreciate you. you, Sam. Uh, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year too. Um, wish you peace and blessings. Uh, Unlock Astrology is where you can find them. Unlockastrology.com. Samuel Reynolds, you're amazing. See we'll you see week. you next week.